0: Hi everyone, and welcome to episode sixty-eight of Midday Populand on the Storytaker podcast. And today we have Mem, Myrna, and Tanya.
1: Okay, so hello. Are we doing?
0: Hi. hi. So this episode is awesome as usual (laughs) we have this little flashback of what happened last time where poor jacob is like what kind of stuff and then we have bam where's poppy torah striding in poor jacob in the corner and that's where we begin with our our new logo midnight poppy land and there's torah jacob is still cowering under the desk hilariously (laughs)
2: like (laughs) because torah is like right up in your face like I have to I had it like some because I read through it super fast and I was like ooh Torah and then I I uh saw a comment that was like poor Jacob hiding under desk. I was like I completely missed that, I have to go back.
0: <laughs> yeah, everyone overlooks Jacob. Poor guy, he's yeah. so cute. And Quincy's like, oh my gosh, dude, none of you guys check your phone during office hours, which by the way, I have to say is quite commendable if they actually don't do
2: that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know I'm I've worked in an office. I don't know how they did that.
0: Yeah. Ever, I, I know in the previous place that I worked, like we were always getting ragged on not to use our phones. So, <laughs> And Ergene checks her phone. She's like, oh crap, because he was calling me.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, well maybe, well, maybe it was on um, vibrate or silent, So that's why they didn't get to check it.
2: I maybe. do put my phone on silent or vibrate a lot and then forget I did that. So that's fair. That's very fair, Tanya. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. And- um, torah to like pour salt into wounds is looks at quincy and he's like how's the earthquake coming along <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, this is like um, he's like cowering
0: he's <laughs> like cowering sorry not towering he's like his hands are on his head he's like in the fetal
1: position
2: her and quincy are big dudes they're like running upstairs or something like that i mean it's possible they could have been shaking the floor so
1: <laughs> yeah I think it was the the dramatic entrance that Torah did that really uh, was, was sort of uh, knocked Jacob off his, <laughs> sort of knocked him in or oh, should I say just surprised him so much that he just went and hid under the, hid under the table under the mm. desk, I should say. so but as we know, Torah has that big guy energy about him, which um, he has a he has a a, a large presence, so it's understandable. <laughs> I
0: know I've heard I know what you're saying <laughs> <B-D-E>. yeah
1: <laughs>
0: big dude energy okay <laughs> Abs- absolutely <laughs> uh, and yeah so Quincy's a bit more compassionate he's like Jacob you okay buddy which i like thank you Quincy you're a little nicer and he's like I have PTSD for being mugged when I was a kid okay <laughs> <laughs> oh so and then, yeah and then we hear moon and Tora and Quincy are like kind of looking at Jacob, who is calling Megan. And He's like, "Hello, Megan. I hate my seat so much." Sob. <laughs> yeah. And so that was Erdine saying, "Poppy went back to Moonbright," and we see the face, like, be like their first face. Their faces are you know like looking at Jacob, and then they're like, Ugh. "At least Torah is a little bit more expressionless, but Quincy's like, you know, the wide eyes."
1: <laughs> you think he looks expressionless oh, well to me. yeah okay fine. No, i do not know expressionless but he's more controlled he looks he looks very re- yeah but he looks really like a glare like sort of a, uh, you know like when you if you get in trouble at school the teacher <laughs> 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 and you ready to um ready to give you a, a rundown of what what you should and shouldn't do kind of look mm-hmm. but yeah he, lo- he looks ready to r- to rip someone in pieces because he's got a fine poppy But yeah, uh, it it gave a a sort of a strict sort of, yeah. uh, I don't know what word you would say, but the look on him is like you wouldn't mess about him. Essentially,
2: he almost looks dumbfounded, almost a little bit to me. Yeah, yeah, I I I, I suspect that.
1: But then you know what? What's just come to mind is as if um, he sort of that sort of look like how would you sort of. allow that to happen kind of mm. sort of look I don't mm. know if that makes any sense like what yeah. you've let her go just like that what's wrong with you that kind of look you know mm-hmm. but then they, especially if if um, if Dean was really concerned then well she was concerned because she did offer initially off I mean so I'm going slightly ahead of it but uh, without going too far into it but uh, essentially it's sort of looking at like why have you let this happen that's yeah. how I've interpreted it
2: yeah, and the the next the next scene he's got his hands on his hip, hips when she says Poppy went back to Moonbright and I keep just <laughs> to me it looks super sassy and I I just <laughs> I don't know if you got that from Quincy or not.
0: What the uh, what, what what's sees, sassy?
2: With the next scene when she got where Erdine says Poppy went back to Moonbright and he Tora's just sitting over there with his hands on his hips looking like, oh no, you didn't, you know. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> not let that girl go all the way to Moonbright by herself.
0: How dare you, Ardeen? Right. How dare you let a grown woman go by herself? But yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 He, does, he looks a little anxious to me also.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. I mean, yeah, he's he's a, he's very protective of, over Poppy as well. Mm-hmm. And because of the information that he knows, again, as like I said, he reminds me of that teacher where you've just broken the rules and they're ready to rip one into you for breaking mm-hmm. the rules. Yep. And
0: Erdine tells them, and, you know, we still have, everything is still being framed in that, like, you know, with a black circle around everything. So it lends a more ominous tone. So, you know, that's just like throughout the whole episode. And Erdine says, she just found out that granny's in the hospital and she left immediately. And then Erdine is like, again, it's a completely black background now. And she says, and it, it was her jewelry. Her ex-boyfriend who told her, and she has this very like anxious look on her face, like she knows the situation is not awesome.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes.
0: <laughs> and then Tora's face again. Tora's face doesn't seem to have changed much, but Quincy's face goes to like more serious, from like surprise to serious.
2: Tora's face almost weird. Your... Right there. Hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking he's. <laughs> and he's listening
1: very carefully to what erdin is saying even though he's keeping a poker face to a certain extent he's he's like just listening what's what's going on cuz as he's one of in the clan as he's in the in previous episodes in the clan you know they like to get ideas from him because he's a very observant character and he listens very well before he takes action so yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's what he's doing well
0: he doesn't spend too much time listening because as soon as <laughs> he hears that he yeets himself at the door or runs oh, yeah. doesn't say a thing just oh, like yeah. his ponytail is flying yeah i mean we all know Tora is gorgeous but because he looks great here too just saying he's been looking great <laughs> this whole this whole day but <laughs> right here those arms <laughs> sorry so yeah i mean tor is running out we see like he's, he's like he's really running fast because his mouth is open like so he's breathing so he's like out and then it switches to warm tones um maybe because tor is out and like he's the one who's most anxious so like it's not in cold tones anymore but now the office is like bathed in yellow light and also it's kind of like the sun is setting and or Dean's very worried and she's like what's going on quincy and quincy's faceless right like i mean not faceless but his mouth is gone so it's kind of like adding to the i think the mystery like when you have details missing it's just just showing that like we don't know the whole story and like that's reflected in the in the drawing as well and she's like did something just happen to torah and another panel of quincy not responding like he's really taking his time and then he looks away and he says, Yeah, kinda. Not too long after Tora came to pick me up. He received a text from Poppy. He called her but couldn't get through. And I tried calling you guys, but no one answered, so we had to come over. Thank God we weren't too far from the office. Now Jacob has recovered. <laughs> he's, mm-hmm. he's out and he's like, Erdean. And we get to see his face. Like, this is his new face, I guess, his like season two face. You know, it's cute. It's very boyish. It's
2: like a little too it, it is, isn't it? I love his hair, his hair. Is so I know, deep.
0: right? I just want to like prep it. At this point, any like young guy reminds me of my son. I'm like, he's like my, my little show <laughs> I'm at the age where like people can remind me of my son. Like I'm like, so old. Oh, today's my birthday, by the way. I just turned 32 today. Oh, many happy returns. Uh, Thank you.
2: you say you're 32?
0: Uh-huh. We're
2: the same age.
1: Ooh. My birthday was... With- <laughs> what? Sure?
2: My birthday was last week, so as well. Oh, when was yours? When was your birthday? The twenty fourth. So was that last week or is that the week before? I can't even. I don't even know what time was. It was not that long ago. I just know that my husband's birthday is tomorrow, and we are our birthdays are ten days apart. So,
1: yeah. And Tanya, didn't you celebrate your birthday like? Yeah, mine. Mine was on the on the Thursday on the first of July. Yes. That's hilarious. We (laughs) literally all have like the same. Yeah. That's
0: so funny that is really
1: funny it's cool this a birthday edition right
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> that's very funny so jacob asks, do quincy and torah have something to do with the secret you were talking about which is what erdine was saying before and then Quincy's like what <laughs> like, what secret what were you saying erdine and he's looking at erdine and jacob's like observing and He's looking at Erdean and he's sweating and Ardine's looking like anxious and nervous, looking at Quincy again. It's like a back and forth, Mm -hmm. back and forth. They're kind of having this unspoken communication. And then he's like, sigh I understand. We'll probably need support from Jacob as well. So what do you think is going on? (laughs) What's what did Erdine and Quincy know that like Jacob doesn't?
1: I, I think, well, you know, from what I saw, I didn't think Quincy wanted to tell everyone what's going on, what's happening. And also, I think the less people that know, the better. So again, he was just weighing up in his mind, should he say something, shouldn't he say something? And then finally he realises the importance of the situation and, you know, sort of concede and say, okay, he understands and now he's going to um, reveal what his concern is about the situation.
0: So... Yeah. You know what? Let's do the restaurant scene and discuss more because I have questions. I have questions after reading the restaurant scene also, because I wasn't quite clear who knows what. Yeah. So they're now okay. at the cafe. Okay. I think it's the patio. I, I, I mean, I think based on previous times, it's the patio, which is next to their office and like the sun is setting, um, nice scenery. I, I love seeing the backdrop. So whoever does the backdrops, awesome job. It's like, it's always so cool. It's like, just so well decorated and just so well it just puts you right in the scene it's like you feel like you're in the cafe it's so it's so well done and Quincy who is looking gorgeous (laughs) says all righty now listen carefully Jacob oh it is the patio I see the sign it says the patio thank you (laughs) listen carefully Jacob Torah doesn't know I'm letting you both in on this and I'm not sure how he'll react if he finds out he'll kill me of course for meddling so mm-hmm. yeah you know how he's mm-hmm. reacting <laughs> mm-hmm. and so this is strictly between the three of us for now okay and Ardina's like Ardina's is like her body language she's facing away from jacob i think she like looks like she wants to remove herself from the situation she seems um uncomfortable at having to be in this position
1: yeah
0: yeah i'd agree with that definitely yeah, Jacob was nervous, definitely. and
1: he's like not yeah,
2: not. Despite despite the warm tones, it is definitely a tense scene. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think I think they're also worried and concerned because now, initially, um, you know, Poppy's gone gone back to Moonbright, and that you know she offered to to um, accompany. Her. She said no, so she thought nothing of it. Now that Tora has come on the scene, he's expressed his displeasure. And also, Quincy's now starting to explain the situation, why it's so serious. You can see why now they're starting to look very uncomfortable and wondering what he's going to come out with next.
0: Mm-hmm. Ah, Okay, so he says, I told Ordeen yesterday when we met for a work discussion. And I have to keep this vague because there's a lot we don't know yet. So <laughs> uh, the less anyone knows, the better. So the first thing I'm thinking from this line maybe we should just do the whole scene before before we analyze it okay let's just finish the panels because let's just discuss it all together and he says um jacob's like this is what she was nervous about well what is it and quincy looks and he's like there's a possibility that poppy's life is in danger
2: <laughs> well, you know, is like you know just boom just drop a bomb <laughs> on poor jacob over here <laughs> oh my god like
0: no wonder she was nervous like hello like really you're just like no like you let her go like what you didn't tell her anything if you thought her life was in danger or did her dean think her
2: life was in danger like, yeah well like i mean see like he says you know when we met we met for a work discussion you know he told her that you know that there's a possibility <laughs> Feel like she should have at least called Quincy and said hey by the way Poppy left you know like I mean it's just kind of like even if like she says oh no don't come girl code is that you always like you know kind of like you know have things together you know what I mean like you 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 track your girl type thing you know it makes me think of that Terrible, terrible murder um, of that, that lady by her husband, like that lady and her kids by by her husband, you know. But her friend would not drop it and like basically like annoyed the authorities into looking into it because she's like, no, I know my friend. She would never do this, you know, she would never do this kind of stuff. And, you know, basically the only reason he was caught is because her friend did not drop it so i'm like come mm. on Ardine. you yeah know? <laughs> girl code you need to just like like keep on it
1: yeah. what, do you I, think, I, what do you
0: think he told her because well, like he was suspicious of gill already so you think he was suspicious of a gill and told her that yesterday yeah.
2: mm. well
1: okay. i i don't know i think i think he would yeah i think they were holding back initially because they were doing the background tour was doing the background checks that was in the in the previous episode and it confirmed the, their suspicion of, of, of Jill and what he was up to do as well. So that's probably why they thought they would wait and see before they would then um, express their uh, concerns to Poppy, but of course she's gone already. But there's just one other thing I just wanted to quickly slip in there. Usually because she's because Poppy is Quincy's editor, she forgot to let him know that she weren't she wasn't going to be available for that mm. short space of time. And usually when you have an editor, They would usually tell you of their availability and things like that. But then having said that, because she said that her grandma was not very well, I suppose Mm. in a panic sometimes, well, not in a panic, but if you're really concerned, sometimes you won't always remember everything and you'll just... uh, um, you'll just go off and then later you might give them an update but one thing I did know that Poppy did do she did notice oh so I think we're going to be going straight ahead of that so I think I'll hold back on what I'm mm. saying I'll, okay. I'll continue a yeah, yeah. later date but yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think they will but, but before what I said I think they were just assessing the situation first before they let Poppy know but she left before they could actually um, convey their concerns to her
2: yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Absolutely. I don't know. I just feel like personally, and this is probably something I would do in that situation. I feel like I would have notified her, but that just could be Erdean like not really knowing whether to trust Quincy on this, whether she thinks that he's going a little bit overboard and all that kind of stuff. So I guess we'll just see how it continues later. Yeah, I don't know. I but know a lot of people little were, were suspicious of Erdine.
0: I, I don't know if I'm suspicious, I'm just surprised. Because if if it was like a a character who was maybe more hesitant or took longer to make decisions, then I would understand more. But Erdine seems like a very blunt, outspoken, you know, jumping into things kind of person. So I'm just surprised that someone like her would withhold information and let her go like that.
1: Unless she thought it was personal to um to Poppy and she felt that it wasn't her business to be telling everybody what happened, but wait for Poppy to tell um Quincy and Tora herself. Um, she could, she could <laughs> have
2: assumed that that she probably texted them. You know what I mean? It's mm, mm. like, I mean, you don't automatically think, you know, like, oh, you know, so that you, you, you normally will say like, oh, I bet so and so said something already. And as you said earlier, that you know, editors usually tell you their availability so erdine might have thought that she texted quincy and said hey i'm gonna be out of town so Mm. you know just be Mm. her like not knowing
1: yeah i mean i I, i agree with you on that yeah
0: but if she thought that poppy if she also knew that poppy's life was in danger then i don't know how she could have just let her go without telling her that yeah i don't think i don't think she initially
1: well i suppose the impression i got was that i don't think erdine thought poppy's life was in danger her her concern was with the boyfriend with the ex-boyfriend because she knew how a bit of a nasty piece of work he is right and she didn't she wanted to support to support her so if she has to face up to jewellery she's got a sort of she's got the girl's got her back Erdine's got her back so if if jewellery starts his nonsense then she can put him in his place I think that's that's, yeah go ahead sorry no 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 I've finished yeah so that's what I thought
0: first which in which case Erdine not not insisting on going with her would make perfect sense because she's like okay you're you're a grown woman you can handle yourself but so what did he, so then in that case what did quincy tell her yesterday right because like if mm-hmm. it's just the jewelry thing then okay but then, like what did quincy tell her
1: hmm.
0: yeah so let's continue reading maybe we'll get more clues
1: okay.
0: and jacob's like you're kidding <laughs> what is she in danger from why is this happening and Pop- Ordine's like Shh, keep it down jacob there's other people in here and we see the barista and we see a guy with an orange hoodie. And I don't know about y'all. I'm like, oh my gosh, are we gonna see that guy with the orange hoodie? Is he like
2: another mafia guy? Who is he? He's like
1: suspicious. Yep, yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. But like
2: no, he's got maybe maybe it's because I watched like way too many K dramas. Like way too many, but he's got his earphones in his ears and I bet you they're not plugged in. <laughs> Wait, yes, are they plugged in? You
0: know exactly, <laughs> listening to nothing, listening to the conversation. <laughs> and they're like, he's like, oh shit, sorry. And Quincy's sipping his tea or coffee or whatever, and he's like, so like, what kind of danger is she in? Is it her ex boyfriend that why he wanted her didn't want her to go back to Moonbright? And her Dean's like, I'm just being cautious he knows she'll be back what if he stalks her or something and Jacob's like but that's her home you can't expect her to avoid going home just because her ex is there like I know which is why I offered to go with her then he says how long can you shield her for as long as her ex is alive how is she gonna grow if she's not allowed to make her own mistakes and I'm sorry Jacob for a little boy you are so mature that was so wise oh yeah yeah we love it I'm shocked that this comes out of Jacob's mouth but
2: like to be be fair I mean he's definitely a guy you know but he is in a relationship mm -hmm. you know men change men do like change their view on things when learning I mean if you know when they hear stuff from their wives like like I mean you know my husband grew up like a white dude in the midwest so you know um like he didn't understand like the kind of like viewpoints that I had as you know like a brown lady from you know Southern California. So you know like both of our I guess views really changed for that. So maybe you know maybe he's actually listening to his girlfriend. Maybe he's a great boyfriend and is listening to his girl. You know, aww, <laughs> Jacob, and they're they're having this cute little argument,
0: <laughs> and. <laughs> Quincy is like being dramatic but his version of being dramatic is like putting a teacup on like a coffee cup on the plate it's just, it's just really cute like it's with very his, like unified. with his
2: thumb and like just not like a whole like you know like I'm holding it and slam it it's like a. it doesn't even <laughs> splash
0: it's like it doesn't even splash he's so gentle <laughs> such a cutie and he's like it's not what either you think it is in which case I'm still like what because if Erdine only thought it was jewelry, okay. But then like, what did he tell her? I don't get it. What does she know? What did What did she mean by, can we trust you? Is it her and Quincy? What did he tell her then? Ugh, I don't know. And he says, I don't mean to be callous, but as it stands, her ex is the least of our concerns. And ooh, he looks intense.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Serious Quincy face.
1: I, yeah. I just want to know how they got hold of the information. That's what I'm really, really... Um, that's what's kind of uh I'm, I'm really curious about is how did they know that jewelry called her, or the person who who claims to be jewelry called well, her? How did Poppy, they know? Papi
0: said that. Meaning Jacob and Erdine, Papi told them last episode.
1: Oh, okay, all right,
0: yeah. And no, he
1: said, sorry, go it's, on. It's "Sorry, it's because of the concern. It's because Torah came around, and Tor and Quincy came running in. Because why would they be concerned?" over just jewelry calling because they know it's not really jewelry to call him there's somebody else that's behind the scene that's causing this concern well i,
2: know, well. I mean Erdean can really tell and anybody with eyes honestly can tell that uh like Tora is really into poppy so maybe she just thinks that he's like really protective of her
0: you know well, I mean, did Quincy say it? But the, yeah, I think so. Quincy said that they got a text from Poppy that she was going to Moonbright, right? I think. Or what did they? What did they say? I mean, we'll see the text she sent in a second. But when they walked in, Quincy said, "Um, he said he received a text from Poppy. He couldn't call her. but He couldn't get through. Right? So we see what the text is later. But that's what made
1: them rush into the office. But but still, that's that's what that you see. I suppose what i what I'm actually getting at is. They've received a text, okay, so they've received a text from Poppy, but why are they still concerned? Why the, Why is it? Why do they feel she's in danger because she's received yeah. a che- text? I suppose that's what I'm trying to lead up to. I'm trying yeah, to find think, out what's behind this. I don't think we know yet, and I think, mm-hmm.
0: well, we'll read the next couple of panels, but I think the whole point is that we'll hopefully find out next episode or something. Because he says, they're like staring at him, and he said, and Jacob's like, when you say danger, you don't mean, and then Quincy gives him like a glare and he says for starters you're both aware of what torah and i are involved in right and then we switch scenes and we don't have any more of that so it looks like he's about to tell them what the danger is we just don't see that yet we're i'm assuming it has something to do with gil and the notebook but maybe it's something else we don't know about yet i don't know he's about to tell them that they're mafia which as far as i know maybe that's what he told Erdine at the work meeting yesterday that he's mafia but
2: well I mean I you have to think that Erdine has been living there for longer than Poppy so she probably I mean most people who are living in Narran City seem to know what the ball team and organization is and they seem to recognize that tattoo at the very least I mean just because you're not in a gang doesn't mean you don't know gang symbols and tattoos like I mean I grew up in South San Diego and I knew um you know I like I wasn't in a gang none of my family members were in a gang but I knew what the gang who the gang members were by, you know like their tattoos and what they wore and stuff like that you know they were gang members I I, I don't know about mafia you know but I mean at least the gang members when I grew up like they weren't quiet about who they were you Mm -hmm. know what I mean and even like now (coughs) um Uh, police will take pictures of gang gang members with their tattoos because there are certain tattoos that are gang related. So, I mean, I've got to assume that Erdine having lived around that area i mean you know i'm assuming since her, her dad works for ceos and stuff like that she's had to live in that area for a while she probably knows exactly what that tattoo is and the second that her and uh damien got busy her, you know like, like oh you know what i mean damien, like, they didn't have that tattoo though no we couldn't see because it wasn't on his neck, but it could very well be on his chest or something.
0: Uh, you think he's elite? Because we just learned recently that that tattoo means Baltimore elite. So I don't know Do you think Damien, our little he's, boy, is
2: elite. <laughs> I feel like he's got to be elite if he's in Tora's inner circle. Does that make sense? I hear. I don't know. Well, no, no, I no, this is, no. I thought, it, I thought the um, tattoo itself was didn't didn't signify elite. I thought that it was like the placement of the tattoo Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. No, but That's remember, got but,
1: remember, Quincy has the same tattoo on his chest. Right.
0: Yeah. Anna's have arm. you
1: seen? Have you seen? Yeah. Have you seen? Uh, have this? we seen it? We've memorized it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So I don't. I mean, this is where I I differ. Yes, he's elite. Um, for Torres Elite, but I don't think Damien is a member of the elite. I think he's part of Torres um group and um and he's sort of the team lead. I don't know if team leader is it's not the right word to say, but he's sort of head of that team, mm-hmm. if if that makes any sense. Because the ones who elite are sharp am I pronouncing his name correctly that guy shark Marsh, I think yeah. sharsh yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the name that is mate. Sorry, oh, so my pronunciation but anyway there's that the, the psycho one that does the porn shop and then he's got one on his neck and then there's who has one on his neck and then I've forgotten the name of the other guy that's who, who's um the one who he he picked up tour when Martin. he was a child that's Martin, it yeah. that's the Martin. other one he has one on his neck as well So Mm -hmm. they're all, all that sit around the boardroom table are all considered elite. That's how Mm -hmm. I've interpreted it.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah, I know. I haven't gone back and like seen who has that tattoo, but I I mean to do
2: I guess it it does make sense that he wouldn't have one if he's not elite, because there's always the possibility of, you know, becoming elite later. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: You know, so maybe they don't want, you know, like, low level ones to have it until they like earn themselves mm-hmm. but then I feel like there would be other tattoos that might signify you oh, know like, like I belong to this organization but that particular brand is just like I am the best of the best you know what I mean yeah. mm-hmm. you know what I mean but I feel like there might be other tattoos that signify it mm-hmm. you know what I mean Yeah, Yeah. I know way too much about prison tats apparently, (laughs) (laughs) but I feel, I feel like there, there would be like another indicator, especially for being as tattooed as Damien is. I wonder though, because he doesn't have it on his neck, but he does have like full neck tats.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah, he's got it everywhere, hasn't he? He's got. Awesome. I'm, I don't know.
2: I've I've got to think that maybe <laughs> Oh,
1: sorry. No, I'm talking. To, sorry, uh, I've no, better stop hard. right there. I think <laughs> like, Patreon. Like you're I started to wander into Patreon, and I better stop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're part of Patreon as that well. Okay. Web.
2: Okay. So <laughs> well, he's hearing this, like, okay. <laughs> Calm down, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, I don't know. I feel like there's yeah. got to. I feel like there's got to be some other signifier. That you
0: uh, this, yeah. of, uh,
2: of his of his t- organizational ties there, mm-hmm. or maybe like something that was left at his place. You know, maybe they went to his place. Who
0: mm-hmm. knows? You know. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure that was a very informative as well as enjoyable uh, stay. Exactly. <laughs> So now we switch to Poppy. We see the train track going over a little river. We see the train. And Poppy is like, ugh, oh, on her phone scrolling, ugh, oh, still no reception, which explains a lot, right? And we mm-hmm. see the text she sent to Mr. Lamb. Hi, Mr. Lamb. I hope you had a relaxing weekend. I just wanted to inform you that I'll be out of town till Wednesday for some personal matters. I'll send you this week's project update when I get back. So she did text Mr. Lamb, right? Which is, you know, nice and responsible of her. And then she scrolls to GZP Gilbert, which is like, I'm sorry, ruining a beautiful name because Gilbert from Gilbert Blythe from Anakin Gables*, and now it's associated with Gil. Fine, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it says last week's message sent to you by email and chat. Um, let me know if any further adjustments are required, which might be the the magazine layout she was talking about. And he's like, "Sure, thank you." Right. So again, that curt, dismissive, like not really detailed attitude that he showed her, also like in the in the flashback or whatever in the in last week's episode which we talked about that he was like very dismissive and she's scrolling and she sent it to Tora. She says, Hey, Tora, I'll be out of town today. That was read. Unfortunately, the other messages were not delivered. And they said, I'm going to visit my granny at Moonbright. She's not well, sad face. Anyway, it's a super long journey by car, but if you're not too busy with work today or tomorrow, would you like to come find me over here? There's not much to do, but we have some cool forest trails and lots of nature. That is so nice. She wants to invite Torah on a date.
2: (laughs) She was definitely thinking about him. At least we know
0: that. Yeah, I love it. That's so cute. I'm so happy that she feels comfortable enough with him to like invite him to see her place. That's like bringing him back home. That's a big deal. Big deal,
2: yeah. Big deal. I remember when I brought my husband home to meet my family. Like that was huge. So. And it's like Erdine offered
0: to go with her and she said no, but she wants Torah with her because she feels connected to Torah
2: and she feels safe with Torah. Or maybe she just wanted to have Torah alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: The gift that keeps on giving, that one, Torah, that's for sure. <laughs>
2: Yeah, maybe she was just like she was like trying to be, you know, nice to you know Erdine, So Erdine wasn't the third wheel out there. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, she's like, I have other plans in the mind, Erdine.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, she- there's nobody at there's nobody at the house.
0: Exactly, Granny's at the hospital. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we're
0: bad. We're bad.
2: We are so bad. Lily is going to hate, is going to be so disappointed in us. She not. <laughs> Let's be yeah, real. We've, seen, we've seen her Patreon. No, she's
0: not. She's going to be proud. <laughs> and she's like, oh, it had to be cut off right there. But just as well, I might've died of embarrassment if he turned me down. Which also just shows like, a, she still has self-doubt. Like, yes, she was confident enough to invite him. But she still feels doubtful if he'll say yes, to some extent. And she feels like that would be embarrassing to her. Like, I have this discussion with my friends a lot. I'm like, I, I was like, if a girl likes a guy or if a guy likes a girl, why don't they just say, hey, I like you, you want to go out with me? And and they're like, Mindy, because then if they say no, it gets awkward and what if they're friends and then they can't be friends and then like they feel bad and whatever. I'm like, I guess, because I obviously clearly have no shame and like that concept doesn't occur to me. But like- <laughs> I
2: also think that we're in a very different- I guess era of life you know we're we're the same age we're both married we both have like preteens you know what i mean we've been married for a hot minute so <laughs> like i feel like for us it's like well why did i care that much you know like mm-hmm. but you know i remember back you know being younger and like thinking you know, it was that big of a deal, and now looking back on it, thinking, like, why did I think that was a big deal, like, it's really not that big of a deal, you know what I mean, if they don't like me, they're lost, you know, right. <laughs> but I mean, I, in the moment, especially because, you know, like, what, Poppy's, like, what, 20, 20, 21, 20,
0: 20, she just from 21, right, yeah, yeah,
2: I think so, and, um, you know, like, her brain is just now, like, I think it's like when they're in their early twenties, like I think it was 22 for women that their frontal, you know, frontal lobe, uh, our frontal lobe, sorry, uh, (laughs) like fully develops, you know what I mean? So her frontal lobe might not be fully developed yet. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So, I mean, you still have to think about like our thought, like our brain then is so different from our brain now. So what makes Mm -hmm. sense to us now, would not have made sense to us then because our brain literally couldn't compute like that back then. So, you know, Mm -hmm. and then she's got some trauma related to it because her only boyfriend was a complete douche canoe. So, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter, even if your brain is like fully formed and, you know, you're logical and everything else, trauma really, you know, takes an effect on your brain. So
1: It's yeah. what, no, but it's, I mean, you're, you're absolutely correct on that. I mean, it's things that you think of, uh, actually, by the way, I'm older than the both of you, but I won't go there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I can relate to exactly what both of you are saying as well. Um, because sometimes when I look at and see what other younger women or, you know, girls in their late teens, early twenties, and what they get so upset over and I look at them like, Really? You know, (laughs) you know, you can see beyond that. But then I suppose um, growing up, I was, well, I don't know, people probably thought I was a little eccentric because things that people got upset over or had very little confidence over, it never bothered me at all. It didn't. Mm -hmm. Whereas yeah. now I find, you know, looking back on certain things, I used to be end up being the agony aunt and trying to <laughs> help help others so that, you know, you can go through this. But again, I mean, going back, I mean, I've gone off on a tangent there, but going back onto the story, it's really, yes, as you've can, as you said before, she, you know, she has some self-doubts and things. But you have to remember, um, Jory, he a, he's a control freak mm-hmm. and he's a bit of a sociopath. So and if you're easily um I don't know if this the word exists, but if you're able to if you if you're a person that can be manipulated easily, um yeah, then she was prime a game for, for jewelry. Sorry, sorry, is that but
2: uh, you know like a teenager because she was dating with him when she was a teenager, so oh, yeah. yeah, he, he yeah. was
1: probably a teenager too,
0: but he was he was the manipulative one. Absolutely.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, we're gonna see that now because she says I've never been this forward with a guy before, let alone someone like him. And it's not like I had a chance to practice on anyone, anyway. It's probably one of those humiliating moments that I'll take with me to my grave. Which is, I'm like, really, Poppy, you really think that you don't know that Torib's obsessed with you? Like, you really think that like this is it? And mm-hmm. you're Dora Like, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah. But sometimes, you know, when someone likes you, sometimes it goes. See, I mean, uh, been in situations where. It goes completely over your head, and someone yeah. else, an outsider, mm-hmm. can see what's going on around you right. know. And I've seen it happen to other people as well. It's mm-hmm. usually when they come up to you and then they, oh, uh, uh, you know, ask you out to dinner. You're, oh, so you liked me after all that. You
2: <laughs> <laughs> actually, so- I actually have a situation like that. Um, I, I, I won't say I was dating this guy, we were friends with benefits. Let's just mm-hmm. be real here. Um, he was gorgeous but you know I was just not in that and like he was the one who was like oh you know I don't want to be in a relationship and I was like yeah sure fine sounds good to me you know and actually he was the one who was way more attached and I'm because like I like when I was like ready to like date again because I, I, I met him at the time where I wasn't really like wanting to date and <clears throat> you know I was like I was, I, I remember like, you know, vending to him. I was like, I hate these stupid dates where they like men just take you to the movies and stuff like that. I was like, I want to do something fun, like kayaking. So he took me kayaking, so like, oh. you know, and we had a great time, but I just, I just f- felt like that was just him being fun. And like, cause we were still like friends and stuff like that. Yeah. Completely went over my head. He went crazy when I broke. <laughs> so oh, wow. I was like <laughs>
1: Right. And did I mean he already asked the
2: Bachelorette party and yeah, he was like really trying to get my attention there. So Wait, did he ever know, t- tell you like that he was no, interested No, in he didn't. And I was just like <laughs> so chill. And it wasn't because I wasn't um even when you're not self-confident, because at the time I was super confident in myself, you know, and I was mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever. But sometimes he just just goes right over your head, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: So. Well, and I think and I think we know that Poppy has a lot of self-doubt because of the way jewelry put her down. So yeah, I mean, that's true. We, as readers, we know is obsessed with her. Like, we also have, like, omniscience, right? Like, we know more oh, stuff yeah. than Poppy knows. We, we uh, know what's
2: going yeah. on in his brain. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's just sad to see that Poppy, like, doesn't believe in herself and doesn't recognize
1: how, like, amazing <laughs> she is and how valued she is. But, but now jewelry... we'll find out. Sorry, go on. Sorry, sorry. But then, you know, Jewelry... The things he would say, he, he's just gaslighter. He, he oh. was horrible, absolutely horrible. He's the type of person, right? That you'd like to get a put a cod, a big cod in the freezer, and just take it out and just slap him round the head with it, you know, knock some sense into him. So it's my British humor coming through, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> a cod? Yeah, like of it's a frozen fish. <laughs> <not absolutely. specific. laughs> it could be be swordfish but that'd be a bit vicious
2: (laughs) (laughs) I yeah no reading the stuff that he did to her brings back some of my trauma and it makes Mm. me like I'm sure a lot of and it's sad but I'm sure a lot of women can absolutely relate to this and probably makes makes him that much worse you know what I mean yeah Like, um, (laughs) they were saying, you know, like Harry Potter, uh, that Dolores Umbridge got more hate than, you know, the main villain, Voldemort, Mm -hmm. and that's because people actually, like, Voldemort is like, you know, like you hear of evil people like him, but Dolores Umbridge is a real kind of evil that you've experienced in real life, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. she's that person that always told you that you couldn't, but like, what what they call it, lawful evil, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean, and Mm -hmm where you can't really like do anything about them because they're not necessarily breaking any laws or something like that, but they're just like pure evil and you just like want to strengthen, like that's a person that, you know, that you've run into and, you know, Vincent Baltium is a terrible person, clearly, you know what I mean? But you're not normally going to run into somebody like him. Jewelry, on the other hand, Mm -hmm. I'm sure millions of women have dealt with a jewelry in their Mm -hmm. life at least once. So it makes you want to just, Throw them in the wood chipper. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the I'm, famous yeah, wood yeah. chipper. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I
1: also um, years ago dated somebody like that, as briefly dated someone like that, and thank heavens for my grandmother, my beloved grandmother. Um she could see right through it. And mm-hmm. you know, she, she'd say, if I dated someone like him, I would have finished with him ages ago. <laughs> so, you know, she could yeah. just see so, but it was nice to have a um, have her back, and then I could see what a sort of a control freak and manipulator, something mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, you're so mem's absolutely correct. You you know, if you've if you've been involved with somebody like that, you could just see right through it and i must admit whenever i read the dialogue from jewelry all it does is just gets me back up.
2: <laughs> it's it, really, it really puts you in that because i think because so many women can relate that they see themselves in poppy shoes in that moment and that's what makes it more personal
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah by the way, Tanya, when I was dating my husband, I wanted to meet both my grandmas and they were like, he's a really nice guy. So yeah. yeah
2: that's uh, the yeah, grandma stamp for
1: approval. Oh yes.
2: Oh yeah. My, I my, I wanted to my husband and met my meet my grandma. She just kept shoving food at him, telling him, Oh, you so <laughs> well, skinny. Me <Miho> eat. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, but then they they're very, you know, they've been there, they've done that, they've seen mm-hmm. through. I mean, my grandma's died now, mm-hmm. but she, you know, she could see. Uh, Nothing could pass her, nothing. And, and she yeah. could see, whereas the current person I'm with now, she completely approves of him. She used to stuff him, just like men, your grandma <laughs> used to stuff him with food. Yeah, oh, my man he used to get stuffed with food all the time. So I completely <laughs> relate.
0: So cute. So let's talk about jewelry. And she says, and it's that because of jewelry, I used to talk, rarely, if ever, talk to boys other than him. And we get him on the phone saying, Hey babe. And you know, his text is like in square or whatever. Hey babe, who is that guy you were talking to just now? And we have like the scene of the river. And she's like my new college classmate. Why? I was asking about yesterday's assignment. He's like, nothing. Just wondering why him when you could have asked that girl who shares the bus with you. And Poppy's in the middle of like cooking in a kitchen and she looks nervous and she's sweating. And she's like, I don't see Marge every day on the bus. And it was an urgent assignment. And then, and then he's like, so first he's like, he's like, pretends it's nothing. Right. And then he's like, but then he says, yeah, okay. Anyway, I can't make it for dinner today. I'm swamped with projects. I'll see you next week. So he's like punishing her without, without letting her know he's punishing her. Cause he's still trying to get away with being the nice guy. He's gaslighting her into thinking that it's all in her head that he's really like, okay. Right. But she was clearly making dinner for him. And she's like, wait, Hillary, are you mad at me? I'm almost done making dinner. He's like, what's there to be about? You're imagining things again. It's late now. Got some rest. I miss you so damn much. And I can't wait to see you again. <gasps> yeah, yeah.
2: That is nasty. He, he, I almost threw my phone. Freak. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was reading this like and I almost threw my phone. And I was like, I you know, I was so tired because I spent all day yesterday walking around the zoo, and then I did an entire <laughs> three-hour dance class. And then I sat down to read this late at night, and I was like so. Tired, but the, it was like almost like the anger like woke me up, and I was like, Oh, <laughs> you know, but yeah, what? no, A piece? he's,
1: um, he's yeah. saying you're, yeah,
2: imagining, yeah, instead of just saying like you're imagining things, he's saying you're imagining things again, which means this is not the first time he's done uh, it to her,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. And I, 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 and I've, and I have been with somebody who's done exactly like that, no, you know, almost not quite word for word but quite you know like that and then they make a date to meet up with you and then they 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 drop out at you at the last minute so you're walking home by yourself three o'clock in the morning and doing all sorts of stuff like that so I've been through that and then it's like like I said my grandma had to take step in and said no enough is enough end it too much nonsense so when you see stuff like this again I can relate to what you said things like this is it it, it induces anger because it's horrible
2: it really is horrible I want, I want to make sure. like a jewelry, like a voodoo doll and like burn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But jewelry is the bad boyfriend that we've, that pretty much almost everyone has always had, you know, like he is that person. And so, as again, I'm sure that everybody reading this, all what, like, like 6,930 that yeah. like this were probably like oh I know exactly this mofo you know right
0: here oh yeah I I don't know if I know anyone like this I'll have to think about it but definitely no one that comes to mind and I I guess I was very lucky but like oh my god even I got so angry what a manipulative psycho narcissistic.
2: somebody you know has gone through it yeah for sure yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, he's definitely
0: I think my my grandfather was like this Uh, (laughs) oh okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) that the one that I never really knew because of this <laughs> but
2: for a reason
0: <laughs> yeah he, he might have changed I think he changed in his older years but anyway <laughs> aligning my family in the, in the
2: podcast. Oh, you're so. good. I just like I'm looking at Poppy who is clearly slaving over this and you know and you know after she made those rice balls for him and stuff like that he knew that she was putting care and effort into making dinner for him you know, he knew the little. Oh, he knew. You know, and then so it just canceled on her at the last. Night. It is very much a punishment, even though like he's like, oh, you know, I miss you. You know, you, no, you don't, you shithead. Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? yeah <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah
0: he, he's just yeah. like toying with her, like. Why? Like he doesn't, he doesn't need her for like love. I don't, I don't think he gets love. I think he needs her
2: for control and power. And, like, this, this because he is, un, he is not confident in himself because I mean, look at him, like we'll go back and look at the first episode and look at him. Mm-hmm. He probably is not confident in himself, which is like, I mean, men who are confident in themselves, like truly confident in themselves, don't need to put other people down and mm-hmm. they don't feel a need to cheat on their girlfriend because yeah. they don't have to, you know what I mean? Yeah. They know they can get whoever, you know what I mean? So they don't, they don't have to do, they don't have to, you know, check it. They're like, oh yeah, I already knew that was going to happen. But Jewelry in his, you know, small wiener, uh, (laughs) like he, you know, he, he cheated on her because, you know, it was like, he doesn't feel confident in himself and he was confident in himself. He wouldn't feel the need to, you know what I mean? He wouldn't feel the need to do any of this. Just a terrible person with a small, remember he yeah. doesn't feel any confidence in himself
1: so i think though you know the one word to describe jewelry narcissist yeah
2: mm-hmm. there you go yeah
1: Whew.
0: well we're all united <laughs> in this and she thinks to herself even though jewelry is no longer in my life i still have this nagging sense of guilt like i'm doing something shameful and wrong I'm
2: like, oh no bobby why oh, no. it's it's you know it's a it's a form of it's a form of PTSD is really what it is you know what I mean it might not be like as crazy as like you know some others that have gone through certain stuff but it is like a stress trigger is exactly what it is you know what I mean and it's a response to that stress trigger
0: and it also explains why she's so I mean it's another reason that explains why she's so hesitant with Torah obviously it's the fear of repeating her mistake but if she feels guilty every time she talks to a guy like of course that would be another hindrance
1: Ouch. He's he's definitely messed with her mind. He really has. So in a way, she's on a healing journey Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and trying to... I mean, some things, the emotional validation and things like that in the early episodes, you know, she was working through that as well. I think that's in season one. But also now, moving forward to this, she's still things like that if you i don't know how long she'd been going out with jury but however long it was it's made an impact a negative impact on her so that sort of thing she won't be able to get out of her system instantly um sometimes it can take a long process or a long time to to undo this
2: i feel like they were dating for years like multiple Mm -hmm. years am i am i misremembering i've I thought it was. Like I don't know.
1: I can't remember. I can't remember. But it, maybe you're. You know. Maybe you, you're right on that. On that. Even, but even but, like
2: short term can really
1: affect you. Yeah. The yeah. short term, long term doesn't matter. But in the sense that, um, when it gets to you, when they know they've got to you, it can be hard to undo. It's like a, a tangled ball of wool. So now she has to untangle it to find herself, to get you know, get back to the person she originally was before she dated him in the first place. And you, and, you know,
2: she 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 didn't grew up without a mom so she might have some abandonment issues already you know what yeah. I mean yeah yeah so that's sure. just like a yeah. double like yeah. that's just like kind of a double whammy for her so of course you know even though she can't like she grew up with a great dad her mom left when she was young you know her dad passed away when she was still really young and then she mm-hmm. got involved with that piece of shit you know she's had a pretty traumatic time, you know, maybe mm-hmm. it's not the same as, you know, as traumatic as Taurus, but it's still traumatic, you know, just because somebody else has it worse doesn't mean that you can't, it can't, something can't be traumatic for you, you know,
0: so. Yeah,
1: sure, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, well, it gives the story a lot more, like, in the beginning when we'd met Poppy, we didn't know all this background, and it, to have this just gives us so much depth and makes it so relevant, it's, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and her phone beeps and she's like low battery crap I should turn my phone off first and she turns it off and then she's like which of course is like plot plot you know because it's like who's going to try to contact her that won't be able to reach her right <laughs> and then I'm she,
2: thinks- of,
0: Sorry, I'm like,
2: maybe she didn't bring like her charger with her because I mean at least when I was at work I would bring my charger you right. know this is this is even back in the day when you know phones actually held a charge for more than like an hour but um you know so i i almost wonder if she didn't bring her charger with her but there was just nowhere to plug it in on the train you know what i mean yeah. so once she gets yeah. off maybe it'll be a different story
0: right and then she thinks to herself which is great she says but Tora's a genuinely nice guy he's one of the nicest people i've met even if he is a grumpy potty mouth perv he would have agreed to come in a heartbeat i think that's why i felt brave enough to ask him is that a good thing? Because I feel like somehow I'm starting to grow. And uh, it was so nice to read. Thank you. Like, yes, it's so good that she recognizes, first of all, that Torah, even though he's like gruff on the outside, is a nice guy on the inside, super nice.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, she's the one who sees that. Like that's the whole theme of the story, that she sees that kindness in him.
2: Well, I, I, like she says, you know, I feel like I'm starting to grow and it made me think um, I have a kiddo, I have actually two kiddos that are doing sensory therapy. They have, you know, a sensory processing disorder. Um, and what they, they have to do during sensory therapy is they're almost like rewriting their brain mm-hmm. to process things. And I feel like her time with Torah is slowly, but sure. I mean, it's not a, like a one and done type thing. It's like, oh, like we've been doing this like all year it's a long process of rewiring her brain you know what I yeah, mean like right. this whole experience
0: yeah it's great like that's you know we know like we, we we kind of knew Tora's arc a little earlier like Torah's growth is like okay get out of the mafia believe in yourself believe that you're capable of being loved and Poppy also has hers and mm-hmm. it's you know that to heal from that trauma that she went through oh and her assessment of Torah is so true because <laughs> we know what he's doing right this very moment <laughs> So, and then we go to, um, well, you know, we have the train and then we flip to the next scene where we have a house and it says number 31. And then we see this couple that looks like they're coming out of that house. And it's a couple of mom and dad and there's two kids. And this little girl says, mommy, daddy. And (laughs) she's like, and then we we see a figure leaning against the car in a very familiar fashion. And then she's like, who is that man? And we see Torah and it's this beautiful picture of mountains and the setting sun and everything's bathed in a warm orange glow. And he is wearing a, a tweed blazer with glasses. And the one of the they're whispering, they're like, probably a neighbor of ours, honey. Don't stare, it's rude. I'm not staring. The visiting professor and the mom says, There's a countrywide seminar at the Moonbite University this week. And then Torah turns around and he nods at
1: oh. looks lovely in the glasses eh
0: (laughs) lovely is 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 a word you can say (laughs) whoa man oh man do we think Toro could look any better? I don't know how. I don't know how Lily does it because this man just looks better and better. I love every week. the light,
2: is like hitting him, like the light is like behind him, almost like a spotlight, and it's you know, it, it emphasizes the
1: color of his eyes, don't you think? The golden um background, with the golden eyes,
0: in the car, okay. the golden car, uh, yeah, <laughs> this man, mm. <laughs> and and the, the mom's like oh my but and then the kid's like
2: mommy is <laughs> dad is not amused." no well
1: i wonder if that was a little a nod to 50 shades of gray with the oh my in the oh. comment <laughs> i don't know if you guys have read that but in the very first book that's in there
2: <laughs> oh man
0: yeah, so they're like, they're heading away and they're like, come on, I'm starving. Yay, yeah, yay. And Tora's looking at his phone. Uh, they're driving away. He's with his car, which is not his red car. It's like some kind of golden brownish car. And Tora walks around, look, goes to the house. He looks at it, says number 31. Looks very nice. It looks beautiful. It does not look like a poor person's house. And he's like, what the F is going on here? And he looks at his phone and Ronza says, here's the address, big bro. Papa Wilkes, number 31, Moon Bright Crescent. And that's how it ends, so what do y'all think of this house and the couple <laughs> that
1: just came out of it, and why what when where why? Uh, yeah, I just thought it was really strange because that because Poppy is always counting money, and then she's always sort of hard up all the time, always broke, you know, um, so I was kind of wondering how comes the house there you know it's like a pretty affluent it gives the impression it's an affluent area having mm-hmm. said that I did wonder if the grandmother had that as property ready to uh, to give over to poppy when she's older but she didn't she wasn't aware of it, mm-hmm. it was that particular property, so she's renting it out and on the side but um yeah that's that's the
2: thing I thought just be that, you know grandma just because your parents are rich doesn't necessarily mean that you're rich does that make sense yeah no
1: i, I understand what you're saying but you thought that she would get a little help Considering mm-hmm. she when she moved out. So, you know, if well, the parents I mean, are are able to afford I'm not saying everybody's gonna yeah. get financial, but you say if you're moving out for the first time in the world of work, sometimes if your parents are able to help you, sometimes they'll give you a little help in hand. And of course, when you make your own money, then you start um be self-sufficient. Well, That's that was the idea I had anyway.
2: I was looking around at her house and like she had like a lot of stuff that I didn't have, you know. Like back, like back in the couple episodes, she did have a lot of stuff that I didn't have when I got my first apartment. Like, you know what I mean? She had, she had what seemed like decent stuff. You know, um, let's see. You know, when my husband, my husband grew up pretty, like his his parents are pretty well off, and you know, we actually have struggled for years. You know, up until he's finally made him, uh, you know, him got, gotten like higher up in you know the workforce. But I mean, we got mostly stuff from his parents, you know what I mean? Like their old stuff that when you like look inside our house, like see like seemed a bit like, okay, you have like a hundred thousand dollar house with this like four thousand dollar house. <laughs> you know, <what> I mean? <laughs> that's so funny. Like, so I almost wonder if that's like how Granny helped her was more like through like acquiring maybe maybe poppy has like a like a tempur bed who knows you know <laughs> like, <laughs> he just has like really nice quilts you know like you know mm-hmm. so maybe that that's kind of what I think and you know maybe I feel like maybe her dad when her dad was raising her he was like you know strong will to try and make it on his own and maybe that's just something that she like picked up, and I will say that like a lot of like the really rich people that I knew growing up, you couldn't like tell off the bat they were rich because like their parents were like pretty like low key about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So which which makes
1: sense because sometimes they don't want to attract unwanted attention, mm-hmm. so it makes sense to be low key. So
0: another theory that I saw someone had, I don't remember who, sorry, on the Patreon was that if Poppy Poppy is the child of mafia people, it could be that they left her this asset she may not mm. even know about it maybe yeah. she's supposed to inherit yeah, it later yeah. and maybe right now it's being rented out like to this family and that's mm. why when, when ronzo when Gayu looked up you know where does poppy live this is the, a name that uh, property found now associated with her name mm. and yeah. she never actually lived there
1: yeah i'm wondering yeah. if it was left to her in her will by the father before he died and of course the mother yeah. the mother is the executor of the will and like i said you know could potentially be rented out um, until she comes of age, whenever that might be. Um, and also, it might
2: be she's just trying to like make a name for herself. You know, like mm-hmm. maybe she's maybe she's well off, you know, we're mm-hmm. in her area. But, you know, maybe you know, she's trying to make a name for her, like her family is well off in her area, but she's trying to make a name for herself and like build up her career a bit in the city, which is probably more expensive than out in the country, mm-hmm. if you think about it. like. Mm-hmm. You know like uh there's there's areas in California that that used to be pretty cheap, but when the second you got in the big city, like things got hiked up. you know what I mean, so and even here, like housing prices the closer you get to the bigger city the the higher the housing prices go, but like you know an hour outside it's pretty cheap, you know what I mean, so like I'm thinking that maybe she had maybe it was a lot less expensive to have nicer things where she's from as opposed to uh. <laughs> Um, in, you know, Naren City, which is a huge city. I mean, you've got a little friend there behind you. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm thinking is that maybe she, maybe like she has a great house, but, you know, she doesn't really have any way to afford a living out there right now. So that's why she's out in the city trying to build up her resume and stuff like that in order to eventually go back to Moonbright. Maybe. I think she doesn't know about, <clears throat> sorry, excuse
1: me. I don't think she knows about this house. I don't know why I feel that way. I think um, awesome. like 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 what Mindy suggested earlier that, you know, it could be something connected to the mafia, it could be some property that she's not even aware of um, in in that respect. But,
2: you know, well, you never know. <laughs> could I do be know I do a, lot of, a lot of people, if they set up an annuity or something like that for their children, it doesn't necessarily kick in until they're like at least 21. But in a lot of cases, I've also seen it not be until they're like 25. That's right.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah that's so, what I was thinking yeah
2: yeah so it's wow. definitely a huge possibility that even if she knows about it she can't access it yet you know what I mean yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm. and
2: like I said the grandma is probably
1: executor of the will as well but well I'm I'm making the assumption because she's the next nearest living relative that she would be executor of the will and that she would only offer it when she comes of age
2: we really need it like an estate lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, well, I think we just need like... another week <laughs> the yeah. next episode comes out. <laughs>
2: yeah. But, but yeah. yeah, that makes a That's lot true. of sense. There's so many possibilities. <sighs> yeah. watch, yeah. none of our questions get answered next week. <laughs> <It's
0: fun. laughs> the way the story is set up is great because it's, it's, you know, the suspense is just building and building and then we're always left with this cliffhanger. So it's just great. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, I'm gonna go because, as you see, my progeny are needing to sleep behind me.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so they're so. trying to come in the room so that they can start yeah. shooting at the fireworks. So, yes. <laughs> well,
0: thanks so what much, Jana and Tanya for coming up, coming on, <laughs> coming up, and so. we'll hopefully get some answers next week. Great.
2: Okay. Hey. Thank, thank you, thank you very
0: much,
1: Mindy. Nice talking to you. <laughs> nice to you, Nice talking to you. Yes.
0: All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Leprous, Lily, Jenny, Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Dahlia, Saucy Tacos, Meg, Ann, Rose, Maria, Alex, Misty, Laura, Joanne, Patty, and Jen. Your support is truly appreciated.